Moralia Python Radio with your hosts, Eric Burke and Owen McIntyre. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Morelia Python Radio 2017. We're back. I'm dead. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my, my headphone, my headset doesn't feel right. It's been two weeks. I, don't, I forgot how to wear it. So, um, yeah. yeah, I had to find it. So, this has been the, weeks. yeah, I'm actually, <laughs> I know, I know. I'm using my old uh, old headset um, because I was having troubles already, thanks to Blog Talk. But um, <laughs> I uh, it, it was I don't know if it was because I spent one week completely and sick and annihilated, or uh, I don't know. It just it felt like a month, man. I don't know. I don't know about you, but it felt like we're all forever. Yeah, it was. I guess. Because of all the holiday stuff and all that fun jazz, I mean, it, it kind of seemed like it was rolling right into the other. And the weird thing is, is our last show is on a Tuesday, so it's like we have yeah. the rest of that week that we're like off, even though it's the, technically the normal time between shows, and then we just never come back for two shows. And it, it does feel like forever. And now that I don't know about you, but I'm kind of glad being done with all the holiday off and back to the normal routine and of course you know I the first day of work was back today and now NPR is back on so uh we're about where yeah. we should be so I'm a I'm I'm very much a creature of habit I like the same yeah. thing the same, you know what I mean like <laughs> I, I do this on this day and I do this on this day and like right when, when things change I get screwed up but you know the holiday. When while everybody else is out celebrating holidays, I'm pretty much working right. my ass off too. So you're trying to make sure there's shit all for everybody to buy. Yeah, jeez. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it's been crazy. And and on top of that, you know, new stores coming, and oh my god, it's insane. But it's good to be back. Um, so yeah, the. Come Christmas morning, um, I basically um, got some type of nasty upper respiratory infection that just, like, totally annihilated me. I was in the hospital twice, uh, you know, uh, with asthma on top of that. I mean, Dory didn't give you a shot of Batril and stick you in the incubator? (laughs) No, no, no. Wow, uh, damn it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she, she was huge though, because I, you know, I just pretty much laid on the couch for a week, just buried. You know, you don't realize how much effort it takes to breathe until you can't breathe, <laughs> and then so you can't do it. Yeah, you're okay. You're like, huh, I will give you that. Yeah, no, I don't. That's not working. <laughs> Apparently, I'm not a fan. I just. about how you're not allowed to die before the premiere. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. that was... Somebody else how dare you? my condros. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. they're all lining up. Jesus, vultures. Uh, yeah, but, um, but no, uh, did you have a good holiday? Everything was good? 
Yeah, I had a great holiday. I got to, you know, I, we uh, spent a lot of time down at my mom's place. Uh, went to go see my family up in the mountains a little bit. Basically, I, I barely saw my own house for like a week or so. Um, it was it was a it was a fun time. Uh, like I said, glad it's over. Um, I did uh, mess around with my nephew, just have him like terrorize my mother's house. It was fun. So, um, but yeah, it was a good holiday, and I am back. We're back into the swing of things. So. Yeah. Next step. Right, car- well, next stop is Carpet Fest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll get into that for sure. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I guess I, I'm not quite sure um, if he's 301 or 352. Do you know off the top of your head? Uh, hang on, I got his number in my phone. Okay. The, the special surprise guest. Talk while I do this. Yeah, well, uh, You're failing. we're going to have um, Howard three hundred one Howard Redding from Redding Reptile Breeders. 301, okay. Um, <laughs> going to talk about an event that he has coming up. I'm going to pull it up here right now on Facebook. Um, I know we shared it to the group page, um, but uh, it's the NCBT Crockade. It's on January 14th, but uh, he's going to tell us a little more about it. So let's get him on here. Hey, Howard. Happy New Year. Welcome to the show. Tell us what's going on, man. How you been? Merry Christmas and uh, Happy New Year. I currently uh, have the same scourge you do. I have a sinus infection I'm dealing with right now. Oh, Oh, shit. Sorry to hear that. Everybody's going down. Yeah. It's rough. It's rough. So uh, I've been fighting it. Yeah, um... All right, so the lowdown on this is I was supposed to go help my uh, – I already had plans to go down to help my good friend, uh, Bruce Wedding, um, to help him build the Crocodilian Conservation Center of Florida in Frost, cool. Florida. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, just just for fun, you know, building fences, enclosures, whatever, helping out. Um, and then December 12th, a uh, cyclone, which is the same as a hurricane, um, hit the uh, Madras Crocodilian Bank and Trust um, of of uh, India, and uh, it was yeah. So things got changed a little bit, and we kind of uh, by default, I was able to. Uh, be on kind of uh, the the edu- the um, board of directors, the uh, committee, if you will. Um, okay. And what's going on is it's uh, down at the uh, Ashen Biological Reserve um, to benefit the Madras Krakow Bank and Trust and Center for Herpetology in uh, Gainesville, Florida. So we're going to go there and uh, have a little event. There's an auction. I'm sure I've posted the hell out of this stuff all over the place, and you've seen it on many pages. Um, And with us, as you know, most of the people that are listening, or at least myself, 
we're all hobbyists. Mm-hmm. You know, we we aren't into we aren't into the conservation aspect of it, and without this, we would we wouldn't have this. Um, I, I also believe that it should be a combined effort between all of us. You know, between the two sectors, between the the scientific, the conservation part, and the obvious part of it. Yeah, I would agree. So, this is an auction and a benefit being held down at the Ashton Biological Preserve for, you said it was, what was it, the uh, herpetological facility in India? The Madras Crocodile Bank Trust Center. For herpetology, and, yeah. Then Madras, also known as Chennai, India, previously known as Madras. Um, yeah, it's it's a coastal area, and they okay. got it with a cyclone hurricane. And um, Bruce's uh, endeavor, the Crocodilian Conservation Center of Florida, is pretty much designed around that. Um, okay. The, the cool thing about the MCBT is a Madras Crocodile Bank Trust, blah, blah, blah. They, um, they've been around since the 70s. Um, they've been doing different breeding programs for the gerals, the mugger, the saltwater crocodiles, um, India's native crocodiles. Um, and they do a lot of other breeding uh, with those species and, and others around the world. Wow. They um, they also reach out to you know the the locals the the native population, and they have them collect animals and bring them to them, and they get paid for this of course, and they can milk them for their venom, produce any venom, and then that way help the people, the farmers and the villagers and those people. Wow, so they work with venomous snakes as well. They, they, yeah, they, they do everything. They they do a lot for the community and everything else. And that is I cool. Try, yeah, 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 yeah. I just try to uh, stress that a lot of you know a lot of us uh, you know in the like Owen and yourself and myself you know we're in the you know show circuit or trying to yeah. hustle. Hustle stuff here and there to to make you know have them pay for themselves, but there's a much larger aspect to all of this. That is true. So, how much damage was done? Do we know? Is there like a number value, or is it like you can't put a number on it because it's just that extensive of damage done to this place? I don't think there's much of a number damage to it at this point. It's just getting them back online. It's it's not an okay. issue of monetary. It's it's just getting Every them back bit online. Helps. And, and yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And and the U.S. dollar, the exchange rate is spectacular. <laughs> Sweet. You know that that well. That being said, you know I I don't know how much you know how much uh, how much it works out to be. I was in Moscow. I was in Moscow, and one U.S. dollar was worth thirty-two rupees or rubles, rather, and. 
I was there. Right, that's fine. But a beer was twelve hundred rubles, and oh. uh, <laughs> okay, so yeah, sounds like a lot. Yeah, when you put it that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it, it it was a lot of money, but nevertheless, um, yeah. I, have I a just question, want... but you can't. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, Howard if you can't make it to the – yeah, I know. I'm so used to saying Owen. Sorry, Howard. Um, <laughs> if, if you can't make it to the event, can you still donate to the to, – to, to the... Absolutely, absolutely. There's many different ways, and I'll post up links later. Um, you can go okay. directly to the uh, MCBT page, and they're doing a uh, fundraiser as well. Um, okay. Yeah to help them directly. And yeah, the exchange rate is ridiculous. It's like, um, it's 76 or 67 point whatever to one U.S. dollar, rupees. So... Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So it, it's Don't pretty it spectacular. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, for $100, you're giving them like I don't know, six bajillion rupees. I I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's it's it it works out well. But yeah, you can go to well, directly to uh, the MCBT, and I'll put links up to that later if you don't mind. Um, yeah. Of course. Yeah, send them the way. Yeah, I'll put them on the page and on the website and all that stuff. They're yeah, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I, I I was able to get myself into, you know, a group of people um, that are outside of us, you know, hobbyist showgoers, you know, or just people that, you know, just starting to breed or just, you know, learning or just getting into the hobby, you know, and, it's, right. you know, just to further myself and better myself. However, it's, I've, I've found with dealing with these, you know, or, or, being engaged with these people, um, there's there's a lot more to this than everything else. It's all about you know conservation, and I believe yeah. not a while ago you guys had a uh, had a whole show about you know the the zoos and what their focus is on. Now it's not uh, so much you know entertainment. It's now conservation and education. Yeah, it, you know, that yeah. stuff has to be. It's, it's yeah, it's important. And, yeah, we can get stuff imported from here, there, and elsewhere. But for the most part, what, you know, where would you be without all this? Mm. You wouldn't know, have anything. Yeah, you can go back to, you know, you can go to the, what gets regular publicity are the pandas. Right, it's piss poor design of an animal, but that's besides the point. <laughs> um, the the, the or- orangutans and the palm oil and de- de- you know deforestation and habitat loss and hunting and everything else and you know what it it yeah I'm I'm a quote unquote basement breeder, but it still matters to me. And I mm-hmm. think it should ma- I think it should matter a lot of people because that's you know it it sums everything up. 
Yeah, I and I mean, you're the, talking the, about important uh, species. I mean, it's like you're talking about gharials. I mean, that's just one of those things where I don't care who you are. If you're into reptiles, they're kind of on your list of something really cool that you know is in trouble and is kind of a little bit more difficult to reproduce in captivity. And to have these guys be one of the major facilities that works with them, it's, yeah. you know, obviously they need some help. So, yeah. I think the, um, the important thing with facilities like this is that, um, you know, the you you can go and save all the animals you want, but but the but the big problem is the environment. I mean, there's we're running out of space for these animals, and it, it, right. If if you don't have anywhere to put them, then they're all of a sudden lost. I mean, you're talking about you know uh, all the deforestation and stuff like that. Uh, these are things that you know animals are just lost, and you know in these type of environments you can go and save all these animals and reintroduce reintroduce them back into the wild but if there's no wild then there's no there's nowhere to put them and 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 places like this um and zoos seem to be focused on making sure that they're not lost altogether you know um yeah like the um the tomistoma there uh there's three there's three thousand in the wild right now. Jesus, right? Yeah. So there, there's a big conservation effort there. I know. Um, I know a few folks at the uh, National Zoo in Washington D.C. and uh, the Cuban crocodile is another big uh, conservation uh, and preservation, you know, effort that they're working on right now. Um, Unfortunately, well, to 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 an extent, you know, it's only limited what you can release back into the wild. Right. Yeah, there is. Well, uh, I may be incorrect. You guys may know this more, but as far as crocodilians go, hasn't there been a lot of research with their immune system and um, just their whole uh, way their body can basically shut down for such an extended period of time that 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 they're finding out that that sort of opens up the world into helping with certain diseases and, uh, you know, uh, medicines and such. Um, just no, studying these animals. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And uh, yeah, there there have been studies of that, um, and how 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 um, how they how they're uh, how do I say it? Um, yeah, how their uh, immune systems work. They're they're pretty uh, aggressive, if I can say. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I would, maybe I, I can't remember that. They're 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 very they're very oh. yes. They're they're very cute. Very strong. Their immune yeah. systems are very yeah very strong, and cool. they are looking to that. Um, Something else that I found very fascinating um, talking with friends of mine is the Cuban crocodiles. They have a 1.2 there um, that they're currently working with. And they feed them different, and you can find this on um, probably one of the Smithsonian pages. I don't have it handy. Um, But they, uh, 
they have a project, and what they do is so they can track different, you know, metabolic things. Um, they they track them by giving different food items. Like, all right, okay. they'll, all be, they'll all be rats or rabbits or whatever, but one's injected with glitter. They put glitter <laughs> in this animal. All right, uh, I'll buy. Uh, why? <laughs> uh, another, another. I'll, I'll have to send you guys a link. Um, the other animal, they'll put inject blue ink into this rabbit. Okay. So that way, that way, when they go out and they find the glitter poo, or the blue poo, or they know who they know who's the, it is who the, belongs to the regular one. <laughs> They can go through there and they can test it, put it on the microscope, figure out what's going on when, and this is just to try to get, I could be wrong, but this is just to try to get where their, where their uh, body, you know, where their um, body is at this time. You know, where... Uh, okay. Yeah, I got nothing. Um, <laughs> where, where they? It's where they are biologically within their breeding season, within okay. within their within their cycle. They can see different levels of um, pheromones or whatever they test for, but they can isolate it to each particular animal. Right. So now they know who belongs to who when they test everything, as opposed to like. Me right now, if a snake craps in a cage and I've got two snakes in there, I don't know who did it. So, yeah, I, I, I get it. And uh, it kind of is bringing about the whole, um, you know, it, it's kind of helping them know exactly when they need to start trying to get it, animals together, paired, cycling, all that fun stuff. So, yeah, I can, I can dig that. That sounds kind of cool. That's exactly exactly what they're doing it's uh cool it's i kind of fell into this um by the whole uh the mcbt uh crockade i kind of fell into uh by default i was going down there to help out anyway and this which is awesome on the on the 12th it happened yeah and now i'm an event coordinator so Hmm. I just want to put it out, and I tell you what, from, you know, the the other aspect of this is there's a lot of people on the, you know, scientific side of it, the conservation side of it, but I've gotten a lot of feedback from the, uh, from the private sector, from us hobbyists. I've That's gotten good. a lot of feedback. I've gotten a good amount of do- donations. Um if you want to donate a couple of dollars, um, please contact me or you can go directly to the uh, MCBT page and do that. You can do the uh, MCBT uh, Crockade page. Yeah, let me know. And, you know, yeah, we'll, we'll toss up the links too. So they'll, we'll, yeah. we'll, they'll have a place to go on the Morelia Python Radio Facebook page, mpr.com. 
we'll chuck them up there for you too. So we'll have all that. Um, but so the event is in Florida. When is that again? It's in Gainesville. It's the 14th okay. of January. And are, do you have to buy tickets at, or can you just show up? At the, um, no, you can just show up, but you have cool. to bring $25 right. and a bottle of wine or fine spirits. Oh, that which, kind of party. Which, All right. which will later be auctioned off or consumed. Or <laughs> both. Or both, yeah, preferably both. So, um, all there, right. There's there's a uh, herp- herpetological uh, program going on at um, the, uh, I believe that's uh, Florida State. Um, I don't know, maybe, yeah, maybe Florida State. And uh, okay. with a student with a student ID, you can get in a minimum donation of ten dollars. Cool. So if you're if you live in the Gainesville area, uh, just contact you and get to get the lowdown and figure out and you know go out and have a good time and benefit these crops, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be great. You can live uh, you can live in Florida. You can live in Pennsylvania and still come down. <laughs> you know? Huh. I don't know if I can get off. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I live in. I live in Maryland, and I'm still going down. And flights are well, probably not this close, but flights were super duper yeah. cheap. As much as I would love to, I, I do have to make a trip to Florida at some point, so I may take you up on a visit to a crocodile place, which would be cool. Yeah, get my Steve yeah, Irwin on. So let me know. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that's cool, dude. I, I I like that you're doing this, and this is a really cool thing. And I I hope to God, you know, everything kicks off for you and you get a bunch of shit. I mean, I would love for this to do well. So, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited about myself more than I thought I would be. You know? And cool. It it, it kind of took me back to you know, the roots what really matters. You know, what are you doing? How did you get to where you are now? There were people before you that we're able to do this, and there's people now that are trying to uh, conserve this. So, yeah. you know, get get your head out of your ass and <laughs> fucking donate some money. Why don't you put that on the new, um, we should put that on the MPR t-shirts for this year's Carpet Fest, is get yeah. your head out of your ass and donate, donate some money. money. I, I like that slogan. I like that. Use yeah. that. You work that into your speech for this year. Um, there, for there, should, there should be, you know, you guys should by now come up with some kind of delay. You know, <laughs> no, never. I refuse. You know, some, I, I quit. There was a delay. Delay. something out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit, so, Howard. It's possible, but that takes it, all the fun out of it. You know. <laughs> it does. <laughs> I, I told you I'd quit. <laughs> yeah. All right, friends. Well, well, I tell you what, I'm not going to take up any more of your time for the show this evening. I certainly do appreciate it. Well, I, I, I for one, am glad I absolutely got you on to the show after you know two weeks of uh, it not being here for you. So yeah, dude, I I'm, I I apologize for me bugging the snot out of you, but it's just something that's important to me, and it should be important to a lot of 
It's all good, dude. That's fine. So. Yeah. Yeah. We got Absolutely. you. Send those right. links and we'll get them. Uh, we'll share them wherever we can, man. All right. Yeah. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Happy Thank New you. Year. Thanks, Howard. All right, Howard. Happy New Year. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. When I saw Howard was involved in that, I was trying to like figure out. I couldn't. I could. How he got involved? I couldn't figure out how he got involved in that because he's never come across as, you know, that kind of. Not not that he not that he can't. You know what I mean? He just I, in all the conversations that I've had with him, he's never talked about that. So that's that's pretty awesome. So. You never, you never expressed being a closeted crocodile dude. No, you never said anything. You're right. Well, well, I mean, come on, crocodiles and crocodilians are just freaking amazing. I mean, tell me any of us that at some point in our, you know, herp the culture dreams that we never dreamed of either, you know, having a croc in your basement or your backyard or a big huge pool. With, you know what I mean? Like that was always the dream that, you know. I, I did, At least it was for me. Well, I mean, yeah, you know what? It's fun when they, you know, it's fun up until the point where you're, like, staring down the Nile and somebody's like, jump on it. And you're like, what? And then you have to yeah. do it. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm not sure like, it's smart to have one. I'm just saying that, you know, when you're a kid, you dream well, no. of, you know. Of course you do. Uh, and it's, and it's uh, yeah. you from my experience, when when they say go get the crocodile. You're like your brain's like, all right, go get it, but your body's like, no, 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 we shouldn't do this. This is not. So and you like it. stutter. It's almost like a twitch. You twitch in the yeah. middle of like trying to go get it because you're like, I shouldn't touch this thing. Everything in my body's saying, don't touch the crocodile. So yeah, uh-huh. but you're right. Crocs, Crocs are up on high with everything else, especially after you know everybody emulates uh, Irwin, the Croc Hunter, and all that fun stuff. So it. it they're definitely cool, and it's like having a living dinosaur. <laughs> like that's yeah, that's what yeah, it is. Exactly. <laughs> so Absolutely. that's pretty much what it is. So, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited for him. I hope I hope they do well. Um, I told him that if he does well, that he has to hook us up with the guy who's running the croc facility down in Florida for an interview on the show, so we actually have a crocodilian show. So. He said he would do that, so I kind of did uh, put, like, oh, you can come on the show, but, you know, so maybe we can set up a crocodilian show, because I know some people out there, like you just said, people want to hear about Crocs, <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one and thing I've that done, uh, KJ keeps asking me to uh, to get. Well, now I've uh, done my hostly duty for 2000. Yeah, and, and I've done my hostly duty for 2017. There we go. So now I can take there the rest of your roll. Good job. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I got the, I got, I got the next fifty. I got the next fifty weeks. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I got it. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> and done. <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah, I figured tonight we're just going to ease back into it. Um, there's a couple. Of things, I guess, that we could talk about. You know, obviously, tis the breeding season, um, so tis. we're definitely going to talk about breeding some carpets and 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 that fun stuff. Uh, 
I guess the first order of business is that I would say that um, the calendars are should be on their way to everybody. Um, I think I I have I had a couple people that you know uh, were waiting. Uh, I was waiting for addresses from, but I think that's pretty much uh, sealed up, and uh, they should be uh, on their way. Sending them out tomorrow. Um, what else? But I do I do still have them available. Um, so if you're interested in the calendar, uh, get them quick. Some of you some of you may even have them before Owen has his. I mean, My this is kind of like happens every, uh, happens every year. It ha- it happens every year. Does it? So yeah yeah. So this is the it's year that uh, Morelli plays. What's that? You didn't get it to what well, February? Last year, I, didn't get it to, <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> a while. So, Sorry, dude. Your last one happens list. when no. I move. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. So no, I have them. They're fifteen dollars shipped. Um. Basically, for the most part, I think if I'm sending them to Europe, there were something like for the most part it was like nineteen bucks or something like that. Eighteen, nineteen bucks, depending on where you are from. Uh. But uh, if you um, are in Australia, they seem to be around 20-something bucks. So if you're interested there, you know, if it, just if you're outside of the U.S., just shoot me a PM with your address, and I'll look it up, and I'll let you know what shipping would cost. But um, if you're in the U.S. and you're interested, 15 bucks, uh, that's shipped. So And just PayPal. My PayPal is BurkeFilla. B U R K E P H I L A at gmail dot com, and uh, we'll get one to you. Um, get them before they're gone. I was I was telling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Casey did a really. I'm I'm really impressed with uh, with what he did. I think the only thing that I would do next year would I would just go for the bigger one. You know. Um, yeah. This is the size that we always have, but um, I don't know. I'm thinking. Uh, Maybe next year go we go for the. Size. I don't know what the cost difference is. Yeah, like a little bit bigger, you know. But this is an awesome wall size calendar. He did did an awesome job with the with the pictures, and you know they really turned out nice. Um, yeah, I was really impressed. Um, Very cool. I like the little spot where it's got notes. Uh, so hopefully everybody else does as well. And I like on the back where it has all of the uh, the winners all displayed out so i'm really uh really happy with them so uh hopefully like i said um for the most part if you've already purchased one or you're a winner uh you should probably be getting it sometime this week um i don't know you think the holiday will affect anything i don't think so right not anymore i mean uh what was it uh ship your reptiles stopped receiving stopped doing life uh or what was it? They stopped guaranteeing, or they stopped the insurance for uh, okay. shipments um, up until I think it was the third or the fourth. Is then they say they could do it again. So I say that you know now that they're out and moving, anybody that was delayed is going to catch up. You should get it the next day or two. So yeah, if you live I in the U.S., if you live over in Europe or Australia, I have no idea. So. Uh, uh, yeah, that usually takes a little bit longer. I think from what I saw in the post office, you're looking at maybe a week, two weeks, maybe something like mm-hmm. that. So, 
will be a little bit delayed, but um, uh, the uh, I, I apologize for them going out a little bit late, but you know I can't send them from the hospital. <laughs> no, well, we tried, boy. Yeah. So so there you go. Um, one of the things that I work. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think uh, I was going to say this is the year that we are way ahead of the game on everything. So, <laughs> Northeast Carpet Fest. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we're kind of like uh, we. I, well, as far as I'm third, uh, in my 2017. Opinion, yes. Yeah. It well, seems like uh, I posted it up. And nobody seemed to complain. So. No, yeah. it's it seemed like we got some good feedback about like people that typically couldn't make it when we did it in May, uh, seemed to be, you know, I think like I saw Eric Kohler. Yes. Yeah. They, they see So maybe that's, uh, maybe that's a good deal. You know, I, we said it was going to be June 3rd, correct? Yeah. I don't remember anymore. Okay. (laughs) All right. Yeah. June 3rd. That's good. In Warminster, PA. (laughs) Yes. Um, so yeah, it's at my it, place. Yes, you get it for the next for two years, and then it comes back to me. So and then we'll ping pong until one of us is dead. So, um, but it's really cool that uh, we can totally have that. Uh, and like you said, it, it does seem like beginning of June seems to work out for a lot of people. Uh, we were worried about Father's Day coming into play. We were worried about my birthday because we weren't going to have Carpet Fest on my birthday. Um, it was uh, – <laughs> we, we don't do that. Um, so, but it seems like this works, and I, and, I, and I am liking the fact that it seems like a lot more people said that they could make it uh, – a few people said they were going to fly in, uh, such as Bill Stiegel, Nick Mutton. A few people said they were going to do that too, so it is – Looking like we're in for a good time already. We haven't even got down to the nitty gritty of planning it. So I already started, man. See, it's oh god, like I've told you before. Like I told you before. (laughs) Yeah, it's got its own book, man. (laughs) I've I've already I've already started planning it. Um, You know, uh, I've said this before. It's it's hard for myself to be. Um, you know, wanting to do all these things and sort of like take it off of, you know, you know, at first it was Howard and now it's, uh, you know, it was Owen. Um, but it's hard to plan things around their house. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, you, yeah, because you, you know what I mean? It's hard to like all these things around. Yeah. Right. Exactly. It's, it's hard for me to just say, Hey, by the way, Owen, we're doing this or we're doing that or whatever. So, um, I think, uh, I think that, you know, with it now, now I'm in control. Not, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I can kind of like, well, okay, it's I'm also gonna do this, that, gonna you do can, that type of deal. Yeah. I mean, and then also you can look at the, um, oh, geez, Ben says he's going to make it this year. See, it's already looking good. So it's like, plus you yeah. can look at like your yard or your room and be like, okay, this is what I want to do in this place for carpet fest. I could do that, and you and I could talk about it, but you're planning and you're hosting. It, it kind of is all happening there, so you just got to tell me where to go, and I'll go. Like, you tell me what to do, and we'll, I'll, you know, whatever project we got to work on, you know, 
we'll work on it. We'll get this shit ready. But, you know, it makes the well, planning a lot easier. So, Well, the main thing for, for me, well, the main reason why we talked about pushing it back was is that, you know, one of the, one of the benefits of my house is that there's a pool. Uh, yes, and I, you know, I really wanted to uh, because I, I really liked the fact that when we went down to Bill's house in uh, in, in the Southern Carpenter, there was a pool. You know, <laughs> there was a pool. Not that many people went in the pool, but you know, I mean, it's still, you know, it's still cool that you have that. You know, if you if you want to go swimming, type of deal. And um, and unlike, I think that unlike what unlike my yard, yours is flat. So um, there's yeah. potential for like yard games or standing. <laughs> so <laughs> I have to. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. for the next carpet fest I host, I do have a plan to expand my patio so there'll be more flat spots. So well, we'll work on one that. of the you know, obviously there's a lot of like you know I I've been in this house now for four months. Um, you know, I haven't really jumped into doing any, like, major remodeling and stuff. I mean, you know, for some reason, me and my wife were kind of stuck on, like, how we were going to decorate different things. I think the major focus of my first maybe month or two was just nailing in my reptile room. So, like, to be honest, yes. the rest of the house, I could give a shit less, you know what I mean? It's just <laughs> like, it is what it is. And, you know, we'll, we'll get to it eventually. But, uh one of the big things that I'm trying to get done uh, and hopefully I can make this happen is I have, uh, I I've always wanted this, but in the, in the back corner of my yard, I want one of those huge fireplaces where everybody can sit around. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Uh, like a stone fireplace. One of my dad's neighbors had one built and, uh, I, I'm trying to get prices and stuff and get that going. So hopefully, and, and with cool. it coming into the springtime, it gives me some time to get the outside and everything. Like I, I still have some, we have like a, uh, I mean, you've seen it, Owen, but like that um, sun porch thing, I have to redo that whole thing. I need to redo my shed. So, I mean, there's a lot of work that I have to do, but I'm not sweating right. if it's not 100% done. Yeah. Yeah. The cool thing is, and it's not that I'm I'm not oh, and you might take this don't take this the wrong way. I will. I will no matter what you say now. Owen's collection of snakes is carpets and all this et cetera stuff. Right? Yes. Howard's collection was, you know, he had, you know, a collection of Well, yeah, he, he had carpets. He was mainly focused on coastals when we were going there. I mean, this was like right. what, six years ago, you know, right? Yeah, I think so, his most, um, most exotic thing was Mexican black king snakes. So, yeah. Right. I, however, am focused on all those goofy carpet morphs and stuff and things that you may not have come across, have seen in person. Ah, uh, for I see instance, what you're getting at here. Inlands. Inlands, hypo breadlie, gelatin jungles, caramel granite zebras, exanic granites, exanic oh, uh, zebras. You know what I'm, you know what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> all of that I, is I, in the auction. Yeah, all of that is in the auction. All yeah. of it. Yeah. Well, you just listed. Uh, it's all going in there. But I, I get what you're saying. Um, it's kind of like the 
you know, it's Carpet Fest, and this is probably the one place where we have the most diverse collection of carpets out of the three places yeah. that we've had the thing. I just right. put it a nice way. I guess that's you what I'm mean. Right. Yeah. So, um, I wasn't trying to be mean. I was just trying to, you know, it's <laughs> like it's almost like the it's carpet it's almost like the Owen has the I mean, it's almost like the goes back to that one comment where it's like, Owen has all these nice cages, and I have all these really nice snakes and these, you know, spins. I'm like, well, wait a minute, what the hell are you trying to say here? So, yeah, it all goes back to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so. so, I'm pretty excited. Um, I think it'll be a good time. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm pretty sure Rob said he was coming out, so I think he's Jesus. still kind of trying to. Well, Make sure that that works. I, but uh, I would love to get all these people because that's what I loved about going down to Carpet Fest at Bill's place. It was meeting a brand new set of people, and it was getting to know some people that I'd never met before. You know, obviously we hung out with yeah. a lot in Tinley, but to get like Eric Kohler, Nick Mutton, you, me, get everybody in like one big place, and then try to get as many of us, you know hanging out for as long as we can. I know Jason said he couldn't make it last year because it was his son's birthday. So June's got to work right. out better for him. Um, there's we, we made sure that it's not the same date as uh, the Hamburg Reptile Show. So people who vend that don't have to worry about that. Um, all in all, I think it's going to be a really killer time. So, yeah, so I'm already excited for you're, it. <laughs> Yeah, and I think I think I think do it like announcing it early gives people time to to make plans and sort of lock it in their calendars. You know, like when we're doing it a month or two months before. I mean, I don't know how most people are, but you know, I think most people that are my age have their vacations and trips and what they're doing throughout the year kind of mapped out. You know. Yeah, and it's um, it's kind of like we always had. It's like kind of like we've had to announce it earlier and earlier as we've gotten as it's gotten bigger and bigger because we want people. Cause I mean, like uh, we, we had people driving in from Chicago last time. We always uh, often drove up from Texas. Um, Bill flew in. I mean, we got a bunch of stuff. We got to try to get a lot of people the time to plan accordingly, look up flights, look up hotels, um, where they're going to be, what they're going to do. So, yeah. I'm hoping too with a little bit of uh with a little bit of uh advanced notice that we can get some more chondro uh keepers and breeders uh to I'm head out. You hang out. Like, I mean, yeah. I mean Buddy comes yeah, up he's, every he's year. He's been in, representing I, I know, and like but Buddy's been representing the entire chondro community and it's like we had Bill come the one year too, so it's like I, I would like to see some more chondro people. I would like to see some more reptile people in general. I mean, you know, if you're just interested in carpets and you don't have anything, this would be the event to come to. You're going to talk to a lot of the breeders throughout the U.S. as well as, you know, see Eric's collection up close. So, you know, what was it? Uh, last year, uh, was it Josh got to hang out and check out my olive pythons, and he ended up getting, like, what, 12? I don't remember. So, like that, there was the the year before where Romulus didn't see his cage the entire afternoon, and then everybody picked up rough scale pythons. I'm pretty sure people are going to come to your place, and then no one's going to be able to get inland carpets in the country. So, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I'm not saying, 
I'm not saying that the collection I have is, is, is crazy, but if you're like carpets, I think you probably will, you know, pretty much enjoy uh, checking some stuff you're, out. So, you know. your, your collection is the complete Carpet Python second edition. Because if you flip through all the pictures of all the animals <laughs> yeah, right. in the complete carpet python, you know, all those animals you have and then some. So it's more so. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, obviously I think what will be cool too, especially for people that have been to your place, is that they'll see exactly what you and me talk about when we're talking about how we keep a little bit differently and like – you know, the differences in what we're saying and what we do the same, you know, and, you know, all those right. kind of things. It, 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 it'll it'll be exciting. More than anything, more than any of that, it's just awesome hanging out with, you know, good friends and having a good time. And, uh, Dude, it, you know, that's what it, it's all it is about. One of the things I look forward to, it is one of the things I look forward to all year. And the fact that it's grown from, like, I think it was, like, 10, 12 people at Howard's place to, like, the amount of people who say they're going to come to yours, it's ridiculous. And the amount of money we raise each year always goes up for USR. So I am extremely proud of it. It's one of my, it's one of the things yeah, I think that yeah. I'm most proud of when it comes to this show. So uh, I love Absolutely. it. I love Carpet Fest. I love it. Couldn't agree more. You know, so, so, so there's that. So if you're interested in wanting to go, uh, you you know, we'll be in details as it goes. Um, you know, I'm sure, Owen, now that we're not too, too far away, we'll we'll be getting together a little more and, you know, uh, trying to map out details and get it out to people. I've already kind of worked, worked in, um, you know, hotels and stuff like that in the area. Obviously, I, I there are certain people that are going to be crashing here that I already have, you know, allocated space I, I call, for. So, I call a room. I call a room. I I get co-host right. So, well, you're going to be sleeping in the studio. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. You and Rob will be snuggling Perfect. up in this in the NPR studios. Uh, oh no. I got Nick and Bill, and I think that's all the rooms. But I got couches. We can put up air mattresses. I you I know got, as far I'll as people saying army I, I don't of air care. mattresses. Yeah. 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 And, and I think good. maybe. Uh, Maybe we'll try to to do that thing again where um, uh, maybe we head out to like uh, Reptiland or something like that just to uh, for people that are coming in out of town or whatever. And if you are coming in out of town, I will make sure that you have a Philadelphia cheesesteak. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No sweat though. <laughs> no, get the, uh, we will. If you if you try to put Swiss cheese on a Philadelphia cheesesteak, we'll leave you in Philadelphia or wherever we are getting the cheesesteaks. <laughs> yeah, we'll leave them I, in what like North Philly happen. by Temple. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll just drop them off. Yeah. See if you can make your way yeah. back. But uh, so yeah, uh, we got a Northeast Carpet Fest uh, Facebook group page uh, group. If you want to join it, just, you know, send us, look it up, send us a link. I'll, I'll post the links and stuff up. You know, we have a Carpet Fest page after the show. I'll officially set the date and all that. And, you know, we'll go from there. So excited about that. It's pretty cool. Another thing that mm. I was working on over the break was we are now on Stitcher. Um, 
a lot of people have been asking me how they get the podcast, how they can listen, you know, and for those that don't, the, the easiest way is iTunes, but not everybody has an, uh, an Apple. Some people have Android. So uh, I signed up for it. I got it hooked up. Uh, I have the links over on our website. You just follow the uh, this little Stitcher um uh, logo and it'll take you right to our page we have a page uh, and you just go there and you can listen to the show right from there um, Stitcher as far as the app goes itself it's not bad um, I've, I've, it's it's uh, Herp Nation is the one that's on there so that's why I researched it and figured out how to get on there um, so yeah it's uh, it's pretty cool so if you have an Android phone where you want it, you can even do it. I have it on my Apple phone too. It just depends on, you know, how you wanna how you wanna get it. But uh, you can listen there, and you can listen on iTunes. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Uh, pretty excited yes. about that. Um, what else? Uh, I think as far as news goes, that's really all I have as far as uh, as far as we go. Um, but. Uh, Let's see. What else did I have? I guess, you know, I don't know. How's your breeding season coming along? Are you seeing any locks? I'm, or, you know, I'm seeing a bunch of locks from coastals, jungles, and uh, nothing else. So a lot of jungles, a lot of coastals are locking up. But, you know, the male granite that I have won't do anything still. Um, the <laughs> olives were not The olives were not doing anything. The woman keeps trying to breed the females like head. So he's an idiot. Um, and then I'm okay. not sure about the white lips because I can't get in that cage because they figured out where the door is and there'll be one that hides in the hide box and attacks from below and one that sits on top of the hide Ooh. box and attacks from high. So it's now become interesting in that cage. So I just, I'd let them be. But um, in in an attempt to try to get the olive pythons breeding, uh, they have the same size tub and hide box as um, my male Maclots python. So I actually took his and swapped it for theirs. So this has been like a hide box that my male Mac has like lived in and, you know, peed on numerous times and slithered all around and recently just shed in it. So I put that whole thing right in with the olive cages and the male olive was totally enamored with it for at least like the 20 minutes I was in there watching him, he was just all over that box. So I'm like, okay, maybe this will get you doing something. So, and then I'm actually going to cover their cage because I was recommended to covering them and that will actually get them to breed as well. So maybe, I don't know. We're trying. So olive, olive pythons are typically a little bit more difficult to breed. Is, are you, are you just approaching it like you approach your carpets and tweaking it a little bit, or like what? I am. Um, I'm kind of approaching breeding all my pythons the same way, um, but there are small okay. tweaks like the bread lie are outside the room in uh, near near my rat freezer, which is unheated. Um, the colubrids, of course, are in the coldest corner of the room, um, but then all the other pythons, I'm kind of just sticking to the same stuff. Uh, I mean, I've been, that's what I've been kind of recommended at. I might drop the olives a little bit lower to see if that kind of gets them going. 
Um, of course, I've been told numerous times that they need the competition of another male for the male to breed. Uh, I don't have another male, so I'm trying to get by without having to go purchase another male olive python. Um, so we'll see. Uh, it's no big deal if they don't breed. Them. Yeah, no. Well, I was hoping that uh, when your guy sheds, just let me know because I'll try to shove that into a water bowl, a water bottle, and get my male to, you know, tweak out over that. I'm kind of hoping the Mac does something that scented box because uh, my female Mac lots at least has another year, year and a half maybe, or year or two till she's breeding. So we kind of got to wait. So okay. So as far as non-carpets, that's your your hopefully most excited pairing to go. Well, the white lips. I mean, the gold faces. Oh, I, I, I'm I'm uber hopeful for them. Um, they haven't killed each other, and they've been courting. So I don't know. <laughs> uh, and, and as far as uh, what KJ said about could I possibly throw a male mac or water? I don't want to put my male mac or water in with the olives because. The olives are almost triple their size. Probably, I don't want to do that because that just would invoke death. Um, obviously, olives could eat uh, one of my guys, and if they were to go for it, there's like nothing I could do to get them off. Like the 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 if if if, one, if my male olive were to constrict my male mac, he would cover him completely and I would not have an avenue to pull the snake off. It would be pretty much dunk it in a bucket of ice water and hope. So I don't want to do that. Right. So we're going to try to do some other stuff first. Um, if it gets down to it, uh, you know, I do know of some friends who have adult male olive pythons. I might ask them for a shed or two or depending on how their season's going, I might even ask if I could borrow him for a weekend or something like that and see if I can get that enticing or uh, I was thinking about taking the next reptile show. I was thinking about bringing the male olive with me. So he spends the whole day like away from her in the car. Sometimes that gets them to breed. So there's a lot of tips and tricks we're going to try here soon. Um, when it comes to that, as far as the white lips, they're fine. They're happy. They're in the cage. They're not killing each other. So I did have a scary moment during our break when I was feeding the, younger carpet pythons, I put the bucket okay. of pinks and stuff down right in front of the white lip cage, and the female grabbed the male behind the head and constricted him. So oh, wow. I had to I had to pull them apart, and then they were both so riled up that I actually threw, like, two small rats in with them, and they both ate them. And then the next day, they were chill enough to put back together. So, never put okay. down the bucket in front of the white lip cage. Yeah. <laughs> Rule number one. Um, Rule number one. So, yeah. what's your trick going to be with those guys? I mean, are you doing – I know you said you're approaching them all the same way, but, I mean, you've been trying for white lips for a few years. Is there, is there anything yeah, that you – I've been trying with white lips for a few years, but I've been doing it all wrong, and I'm still doing it wrong because I've been, you know, taking long-term captive pairs and trying to breed them, and it's always been adults that I I never raised from babies. Um, I, I've never actually taken a female white lip and brought it from hatchling all the way to adulthood. 
I've always bought other right. people's animals that did that, or I did that. So right now, the current adult pair that I have are I, I received as an adult pair, and they're both long-term captive as hatchlings from Bushmaster. So they're like the most okay. ideal wild caught that you got. On the back burner, right. I have a trio of captive born and bred goldfish, and okay. I'm raising them up. So it's like I'm experimenting and tweaking with these wild caughts, and you know, best case scenario, hey, I get a clutch. Holy shit! But the idea is to kind of try to in the next couple of years, when my uh, captive trio comes of age, they'll be a little bit easier to. Because I mean, they've been born and they've been raised and born in captivity. One was actually born in Pennsylvania, so it's like they don't know anything different. They don't know anything like that, and they're getting their feet underneath them. And it might be a little bit easier to get them to breed. I'm hoping. Right. Okay. So. Cool. Now, I can't remember. Are they like spring breeders or winter breeders? I heard. Spring breeders, but then like somebody got a clutch in like winter, so I have no freaking idea. So, uh, but like I said, they're together, and I, I mean, they've they've actually been together all year. Uh, I got them right. around this time last year, and they didn't do okay. anything. So I, I kind of just kept them together all summer, separated them for feedings, and then they took a day or two away from each other to digest and not kill each other, and then put them back together. Um, so, and they were kind of very much sticking to themselves in the cage. Uh, but recently they've been kind of like, I keep finding them together in the bin. Uh, the female, I'm pretty sure is the female, is the one in the bin constantly. Uh, the cage that I have them in, I actually had a black throat monitor in there for a little bit. And that black throat actually scratched the acrylic so bad that you can't see into the cage. It's like looking through frosted glass. So, right. you know, they're not hitting the glass. They're a little bit more content. They're the only animals I have downstairs other than the red boas that are on mulch. I have actually flooded right. their cage last week, so it's, like, rainy, um, so that the mulch is very humid in there, but it's also still getting cool around the nighttime. So I'm, I'm hopeful. Uh, again, you know, I would like to breed these things, but it's not – imperative it's just it would be really cool in my opinion so hell yeah hell yeah, yeah i would cool. I, I, I mean i, I would not give up I would, dude, python. yeah and it would be really hard yeah. for people who are like i want to buy some goldfish i'd be like you can't have any <laughs> so it's like <laughs> that's my main concern uh, is that i'm gonna have to be like yeah. and they're all mine so um, right there's that. Um, sure. So I mean, we're, we're waiting on that stuff. Okay. Well, that's cool. You know, I wonder, yeah. I think, I, my guess would be, I mean, we've had a lot of rain here. Uh, yeah. Like it's all raining. So to me, I think we're going to have a pretty good breeding season here on the East Coast, whereas last year, not so much. The one thing, well, as I sat I should say, as I laid on the couch, uh, my week in the uh, in the in the throes of illness, I uh, I was watching this show. It's called Orbits. It was on Netflix. It's a BBC thing, mm-hmm. but it talks about space. Have you seen it? 
No, but go on. No. Okay. So anyway, it basically talks about just the you know the Earth and how it goes through the cycles of uh, you know uh, from basically from January to December, one year around the sun, and you know all the different uh, ways that uh, weather is created. And I, I really found right. it very interesting as far as like you know things that I didn't know. You know, why do uh, monsoons happen? And, you know, uh, why? how does an ice age happen? And, you know, all these different things about how, like, you know, an ice age only happens, I, I can't remember the exact number, I want to say every 50,000 years because the Earth has a certain tilt. And, it, it you know, for the most part, um, the Earth is, um, you know, uh, the gravity kind of keeps it in line between the moon and the sun and uh basically you know for the most part it's pretty stable but every every so often it it tilts um you know very slightly and you know this is what causes uh an ice age because when it tilts a certain way during the springtime in the northern hemisphere it's not able to warm back up enough so it leaves a very thin layer of ice and over years and years of time that this just builds up and, you know, it just, it goes and shows you that, you know, the earth goes through cycles of warming and where it used to be deserts is now, you know, uh, rainforest. And this is now used to be a rainforest and now it's a desert. You know, we see a lot of that, mm-hmm. you know, in Australia and how the jungle carpet disappears. And I don't know, I found it interesting that I, I wonder how much breeding is really affected by the weather and not so much affected by anything else that we do. And, you know, one of the things that's oh, out to me, I was watching. Yeah. Um, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I mean, I mean, you, you're completely correct. Remember we had such that, you know, it, we, we did, we did that entire last year. We, we barely got any snow. We had such warm weather and, Everybody on the East Coast had problems with, you know, eggs, our eyes, everything was going wrong. So it's like, uh, just kind of seeing how it goes. Yeah, I mean, I know we've talked about it before about, you know, how much is is what we're doing and how much is, you know, really the animals just in tune to the environment of what's going on. And, um, you know, they just kind of know. But, I don't know. I, it just seemed that, you know, like I, I thought about one of the things they talked about is um, during January where they have the coldest day of the year, uh, you know, uh, basically, it, well, again, I'm talking about the Northern Hemisphere. And, you know, I wondered, like, I wonder if, like, we're starting it so early and the animals are more cued toward this time just because of the length of day and, no, I don't know. Do you think, like, do you get a feeling like if you the windows were shut and you were in a room, would you know the difference between day and night? Doesn't it have a different feel to you? I I think yeah, I would, but it's like I also think that they're in tune to a few more things that I am not. I think we've kind of lost uh, yeah all that yeah. fun stuff. Yeah, but you know, I mean, I right exactly. Yeah, I mean, you know, here's the thing: is that when I worked at Penn the labs had no windows and, you know, if I didn't take my lunch outside uh, during the winter time, I would come in 
I would be walking into the lab right as the sun is like rising and starting to get like brighter. And by the time I was right. done working, I would be leaving the lab right as the sun was setting. So it was really trippy, you know, for a while. And uh, right. it, it, it kind of, it kind of, it kind of knocked me around a little bit. I, I felt more tired, more exhausted. Uh, and it was like, it was, it was like I had to force myself in the winter to actually take my lunch break outside where sunlight was to kind of get it so that I wouldn't like tweak out of my mind. But it's almost sure. like while I was still in the lab, you know, I knew the passage of time. I knew it was daylight out, even though I was in all artificially lit rooms with no windows, you know, and I knew judging by how everything was going, you know, how far we were getting into the day. So they could probably tell it. Um, what I, what I've been doing is it's one of those things where it's like if it's because uh, it rained a lot was it last night and or over the weekend yeah. it actually rained a ton so I've been seeing yeah. locks every time there's a big storm coming the uh, the caramel jag that I got from you has been stellar and I'm like well all right then you can stay <laughs> so it's like. He's, <laughs> He's he's locking up with the caramel tiger. He's locking up with my caramel female. I'm like, yeah, you can go ahead and make them babies. But I'm sitting there and I'm looking at the caramel jags that I got from you, and I'm like, shit, um, these things are mean. <laughs> like, you know, am I about to make like thirty pissed off little shit carpet pythons? Yeah, probably. Whatever. So um, there's all that going, but. It, it it never fails between him and the Xanic. When it's raining outside, they're all over the females. So I'm extremely happy right. with that. Um, the jungle pairing was kind of breeding like crazy, and then they kind of slowed down a little bit. So I might actually swap up the pairs a little bit, kind of get different males in with different cages and see what that does. Um, right. But, yeah, dude, the, so far it's too early to tell. Um, I do – feel some bulges on my girls, but I have no idea what the hell that means. Um, I've also been terrible at feeling for follicles or eggs and all that fun stuff. So I will, I'm not even going to try, but, um, so, but we're, everything's on the right track. We're going well. We're doing something. Snakes are breeding. So yeah. hopefully we get more than time. One or two clutches this year. Um, I'm not even counting the clutch, the animals that I have at other places. You know, I have an animal down at Bayland. Right. I have an animal at Matt's. So that's cool. Yeah, I, I don't know. Again, I'm just you know, I, I as always, I'm probably overthinking shit. But you know, that's kind of how I. I oh no! How I'm always wanting to figure out more rather than just be. Uh, content with well, it works, so that's what we're sticking to, you know. And uh, I just which oh, is it not... works. Let's just stop questioning things. So you know, it's uh, <laughs> it's working. Yeah, but the problem is, is that, at least for me, the problem is, is when you take that approach, sometimes it doesn't work, and then you don't know why. You're exactly, you know you're exactly correct, and that's what messed right. me up for the past two years when I got in here. So. Because stuff wasn't working. I'm like, I have no freaking idea how. So it's good. Have you been observing 
your new house and what it's doing at your place? Like how the rooms are um, reacting? Do you, well, are you starting to like figure well, out how you're going to plan stuff? You know, I was really where so just so everybody knows, my my main reptile room is a basically a two car garage converted over to what was a salon. So in the front I basically have a door and a window that's at the front of my reptile room. And I was a little nervous about how the temperature was gonna play with um you know, uh everything. I just, I just, I wasn't sure like how well, how insulated that, you know, that wall was and um, how insulated the wall on the inside of the garage, but on the other side was. And, uh, you know, I, I just, I, it seems to me like I, I, as far as temperature goes, I have it dialed in. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I think some of the, uh, equipment that I've upgraded to has really made a difference. And as far as that goes, um, uh, one of the things that my wife got me for Christmas was, um, these, she got me this smart plug and then she also got me this thing called, um, and I I don't know if I'm going to put it in the reptile room per se, but, um, it's this thing called thing called a wink relay. Um, Basically, what you do is it's um, it's a smart home um, type of unit, um, and what it does is it uh, basically hooks up to your uh, like your socket, your wall light socket, and it kind of looks like an iPhone type of deal. Um, it, it records temperatures and basically temperatures wow. within the room. It'll be, be able to tell you, and you can do this all remote through Wi-Fi. Um, nice. But it turns the lights on and off type of deal. Um, it, it, if you hook it up with this smart plug type of deal, I can basically turn, you know, lights on and off. Heat, whatever's plugged into that, into that, um, uh, room, I mean, into that outlet, I can I can turn on and off remotely. Uh, I can set it on a timer, which is kind of cool. That's um, awesome. Yeah. Uh, what else does it do? Uh, it tells me the temperature outside, uh, so that's kind of cool nice. for me. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'll be able to look at you know like what temperature outside of the room as opposed to. Uh, what the temperature inside of the room. I think what's going to be exciting for that is, is that I'm basically like, I mean, right now, I don't know about you, but I can't really tell when I'm at work, what's the temperature of my room. I'm just guessing and assuming, you know, that it, that there's no spikes or anything like that. So with this, hopefully I'll be able to just track, you know, the temperature throughout the day and, did you not set up the thing that Lon told us about with the um, with the app on your phone? Yeah, yeah, I have all that too. You know, which basically that is controlling the that's controlling the radiator, um, right? Like or you know, like a space heater type of deal. Um, I think with this thing, it's a little more um, it's a little more involved as far as like you know uh, what it can do, but um, you know, as far as the space heater goes, 
that that's dialed into again with Wi-Fi. And it, it, I don't know. I, maybe it's just me. Peace of mind. <coughs> For instance, I thought about. Excuse me. I thought about hooking up my humidifier um, to right. that to that smart plug, and then I can control it. Um, away, you know, while I'm at work. And if I see that, that, you know, I could set it up if the humidity sometimes here, I don't know about you and I'm sort of playing with this still, but you know, dry heat sometimes hits us hard in the, uh, in the winter. So I'm thinking about hooking up that humidifier I had to that system so that if the humidity in the room dips below, say on this humidifier to take it up to more of a 50% type of deal, um, so I think that's what I'm going to use that smart plug for, and uh, you know you can do that all through this through the system, which is which is pretty neat. So that is cool. Uh, I'm pretty excited about that. You know the other <laughs> it's so goofy how geeked out I get about stupid things, but uh, she got me a uh, utility sink. Uh, so I'm gonna take out that that old sink and hook up this utility sink into the room. So I'm pretty so excited happy. about that as well. That's oh, awesome. dude, I can't wait. Dude, I, I had my AC and my furnace replaced, and they put it in a utility sink at the same time. I came running in the house. I'm like, yeah. "Where's the damn sink? I don't give a shit about the furnace or anything else. <laughs> Who gives it? Yeah. The house is warm. I don't care how it happens. It's like you know, right." I love that sink. It's fantastic. And they actually installed the pump in the mine. So it like, it, 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 it power drains all the things. So it like will shoot small solids directly into the um, sewer line. So I don't even have to worry about that stuff. So it's, um, but yeah, having that is totally awesome. And it makes everything so much easier. And you don't think about that until you get the damn thing. You're like, man, I would have had to, you know, one snake, you know, poops in his water, you're like, I would take, I have to scrub it, go get the jug, or go fill it up in a place outside the snake room. Now you're just like, and boss it on, boss it off, gone. So it right. makes it a hell of a lot easier. And now for thawing rats, you just leave a bucket in the sink. But, um, <laughs> yeah, right, I know. <laughs> yeah. That's huge. This, uh, this weekend, I'm probably going to actually, because I haven't set up the thing that, uh, I haven't set up the spider robotics um, stat yet because I've been kind of trying to figure out how I was going to run it from the wall mounted uh, radiator that I have but I have uh, I'm going to I, I followed the cords I have where it's going to go I have a heavy duty plug so I'm going to take the wall mounted radiator out of the wall or at least the cord at least the uh, where it's plugged in or mounted and then start running that stuff, and then hopefully have the whole room up and running uh, on that app by this weekend. So I'm looking forward to that. Right. So. Um, yeah, Andrew doesn't I, know I, yet, but well, he's <laughs> Yeah, that's what friends are for, right? Um, I know. One of the uh, one of the things that um, I'm going to try to do after each show is over on our uh, blog post on MoreliaPythonRadio.com is just post up links of things that we talk about during the show. So I'll try to get that. And uh, so if you, you hear us talk about all this different equipment or you know all that kind of stuff, you can just go over and check it out and, and link it up. Um, but uh, but uh, yeah, technology is pretty awesome, man. So uh, hopefully I have all that set up 
uh, you know, well, yeah, I will have it all set up by the time Carpet Fest rolls around so I can show people in person and they can they can check it out. Um, while I'm working on the, uh, you know, the actual, what I call, I'm going to call it summer room, um, I'm also working on the winter room. Uh, where I'm going to move all the bread lie diamonds are already in here. Uh, you know, uh, probably going to move the Brisbane's into here uh, and the inlands into here. Uh, so um, I can have, have this be cooler. Um, and I already started working. So I guess I decided that I'm going to go with AP caging in this, in this room because I picked up that mm-hmm. one from Matt. I didn't get it. I didn't get it yet, but that's where, where I'm going to put, um, you know, start making stacks of, of those in here. Uh, so this will be studio slash winter room, uh, or I should say, what would I call it? Spring, spring room, I guess. Is that, spring is room. that how I would make it? This is, yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is where I banish those creatures. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it, 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 and I, I'm kind of kicking myself a little bit and I might actually start doing something. Last year, I got corn snake eggs on Christmas, uh, on New Year's Day. So okay. I haven't had any uh, real noticeable breeding from my corn snakes or my king snakes. So part of me is like, well, they don't really need it. They're colorbreds. But the other part of me is like, maybe I should put them in bins and put them over on the brettle cages because then they'll get the cool down that they'd need. So I, I'm kind of on the fence about that. So if uh, to having, uh, having a whole room dedicated to like, these are going to be the spring breeders, you know, all you'd have to do is just take them and drop them in a bin over in one of the racks and call it a day. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm going to have, uh, you know, the cages for those, those animals in particular one, because, you know, this was a debate that, that I saw come up and I think, you know, we've talked about it to death, but um, I thought it was interesting how people react in such, you know, definitives when it comes to keeping reptiles. And it was one of the things that I kind of took away from the whole, whole thing. Matt kind of, Matt usually doesn't get involved in that kind of stuff, but uh, he got involved in that because you had these people on there that, you know, they, they said that you have to keep ball pythons in, uh, you know, uh, big cages with, you know, perching and, and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, and, uh, you know, um, you can't, if you keep them in racks, then you're just cruel, uh, you know, and I, I always go back to that same argument that I've always said that I believe that, you know, sometimes those displays, which are beautiful, and I don't think that that the snake um, is affected negatively by them, but I think that they're more for the keeper than the catch. Um, yeah. And <laughs> although I'm not against them, and, you know, don't take me as any way of saying that they're bad or anything like that. But I can't remember who it was on this post, and I don't even remember where this post, nor do I really care where it was. Um, but the point is is that you had these people just coming on and just one after the other talking about how if you keep a ball python in a rack, that somehow you're being cruel. 
without do they know what no all playoffs do in the wild? So, I mean, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, thank I mean, you. I really don't think that the snake cares um, as long as you have certain conditions that are met. Number one, heat. <laughs> as long as it has a place so where you're, it you're doing well. That yeah. core temperature that it needs, you know, um, then I don't think they really give a shit if they're in like a jungle or if they are in a rack. I, that's just my opinion. And the one right. thing that I found funny was is that this girl uh, who I was going to talk about is uh, basically she has done both. She was the only person in all of this thread that has done both ways and said that she saw no, like, basically the snake doesn't give a shit as long as its basic needs are met. Does it have water? Yeah. Does it have food? Does it have heat? Is it able to, you know, thermoregulate type of deal where it can, you know, get off heat if it wants to, get on heat if it wants to. Uh, as long as those things are met, they're pretty much, you know, content. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess you can get into animals where, you know, uh, you know, do they need perching? Do they need more security? You know, that kind of deal. But I don't know, man. At the end of the day, I really believe that kind of stuff is more for the keeper for, than the but yet, For ball python, though, I mean – Correct me if I'm wrong, but from what I understand of a ball python, I spend a lot of the time in burrows deep down in the earth, kind of like balled up because of the intense heat as well as the fact that they are and can be eaten by everything. So they only tend to really come out really quick, do their thing, eat, warm up, and then they go back down. So it's like... I don't even think they come up to warm up, to be honest with you. I think the ball pythons, and I think this is true. Well, you look in those burrows, and from the studies that I've seen, basically you're looking at, you know, temperatures that they can pretty much hit between 80 and 86. Um, I think for the most, uh, you know, if they were to come out onto the surface, you're looking at temperatures that are probably, you know, I would think that those surface temperatures where you would find, like, am I wrong, where savannah monitors would be? I mean, what is the surface temperature of a savannah monitor set up? Well, like, dude, they, they bask at, like, 100-something. For my Nile. More than, yeah, um, 150, 180. Yeah, 100 something. You know, 200. <laughs> you know what I mean? Easy. I, dude, you can't play on that on at that temperature. No. Dude, those monitors sit on that rock. They lay flat on that rock, and I've pimped that rock, and it's like 180-something. I'm like, Jesus Christ. And they're like, this is nice. So I'm like, that, what is wrong with you guys? So it's – I don't think – so basically, to be more naturalistic to a ball python, you would have it in a bin with a dirt floor that you would never open. Yeah. Yeah. So putting it in a jungle setup with perches, (laughs) it's going to keep trying to rip around the cage to try to find where it can be warm and happy, and it it might be hard for it. So um, I I I know there have been you know people 
I, I know that ball pythons have been found in trees, and I'm not saying that they're not arboreal, and I'm not saying that if you supply them with, they won't use it. I'm not, I'm not saying any of that because, again, I think one of my resolutions for 2017 is that I'm going to try to lay back out of things for uh, things that I haven't actually experienced, and I'm going to listen more to people that actually have the experience. That's one of the whole reasons why I wanted to add ball pythons to my collection was because it's hard to come on to a podcast and weekly talk about how easy they are to breed if I've never bred them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, to me, I, it's hard for me to talk about something like that if I haven't had the experience. You know, that's why True. very rarely do you hear me talk about animals like I've never bred chondros. So, you know, what I'm finding is, for me personally, is is that for the longest time I've always said, you know, how can chondros be any different than any other snake? How can they be different? Well, I'm finding out that they're a little bit different, and they're a lot more difficult to keep successfully, in my experience, than I have given, you know, credit to, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, to me, I've always thought, like, okay, why would you do this? Or why do you do that? Like, why would they need that? Why do people do this? Why do people do that? Now, I I think that chondro keepers are a little more, what would be, I'm not trying to say it in a negative way, but I think they're more, they're more educated. I don't want to say educated because then it makes other keepers they're not, but do you know what I'm trying to say? Like they're more, they're they're more into trying well, to figure out what things, and sometimes I think they overthink things. They're more curious, which we all. I mean, obviously they're. Yeah. I mean, obviously chondro guys are more curious, and then also they've had to be because chondros themselves. I mean, they chondros themselves. I mean, that that that's how that entire that's how they're brought into the hobby. I mean, I know we people say at one point ball pythons were hard to breed and that we couldn't figure them out. But it's almost like ball pythons was you shove it in a 32-quart bin in a rack, and it worked. Um, Chondros, they, they needed more tweaking. They needed more thinking. They needed more trial and error. They needed more of that stuff. So it, it, it was kind of like that. So obviously certain Chondro people are still going to keep pushing that envelope. So um, I, I, I like what J-Rod said, meticulous. Meticulous. <laughs> yeah. Meticulous. I think, yeah, let's go with that. I think the word would be that is that why this is what my experience with the difference between keeping carpets and conjures have been so far. So if for instance I've been sick for the week, you know, and one of the cool things about keeping uh snakes is that, you know, as long as you go in and you check on them and they have water and you know, the heat's where it's supposed to be, you can pretty much just say, Okay guys, you're you're not getting touched until I'm you know able to breathe. Until I'm better. But I found yeah. that I found that the snakes really don't give a shit. And who knows? They might even actually you know uh, enjoy it more. Yeah. Prefer it. They really make this <laughs> you know skin I mean? smell like me. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's um. It, it, and I'll just the though are a little uh, bit more a little more sensitive. Well, and as far as, like, is, you can't just, like, that, set and forget. Well, you can, unless it's that Chondro's time to take a poop. 
I mean, that's just kind of how it goes. Like, if, if, if that chondro is happy sitting on their stick, you could leave them for a week. But if that chondro has been itching to well, just make a mess of their cage, and this is when they're going to do it, that then, like, they're going to crap in their water and then try to, like, drink it, or they're going to mess their entire cage up. Chondros, it depends. Just like how, yeah, a blood python could go a week without you unless this is when it's decided it's going to just totally destroy his cage. So, yeah, well, one of the things that I've learned is is that for the longest time, you know, I mean, Matt, he's he's pretty much the short tail king in my in my world, right? So, mm-hmm. I mean, when we talk to him, it's you know, it seems like you know, it's like, well, this is pretty much, I get what he's saying and I understand what he's saying, but now I'm trying to apply it into my carpet python room. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like. Yeah, this kind of works, but what I've noticed with them, you know, is that they cannot get hot. <laughs> you know what I mean? That does no. not, they can, you know, like, I've found that with carpets, if the room spikes up a little bit, like, into, you know, let's say I have, like, you know, hot spots in, you know, hot spots going up into 88 and, you know, the ambient temperature might hit 84. To, you know, you're, I, I found that like with bloods and short tails, they really are sensitive to that temperature. So you have to be, yeah. as long as you can get within these special parameters of like, you know, 77 to say 82, they're going to be rock solid. But when you start to cushion outside of those zones, I found that for me personally, they've become, I've lost a couple because I think that they got too hot. I just think that yeah. for whatever reason, they just got too hot. And uh, where carpets, dude, they're, uh, at least for me, I mean, they're pretty much rock solid, man. They're, you know, it's a no brainer. I think it's like the difference between like keeping a berm and keeping a retic, you know, I've kept berms forever and they seem to be like the carpet python of the big snake world. Whereas like retics, they're a little more sensitive. You know, you have to make sure yeah. like my experience with chondros have been, you know, I, I had that a that I got from bill, which was just rock solid. Like there was no issues. Everything was great. And then all of a sudden huge prolapse and died. And I'm just like, Damn. What the hell did I do? You know, and this was a while back, and, you know, I think when I was talking to Buddy and Bill about it, one of the things that they had maybe, you know, said to me was is that um, hydration is is a big, propon- a big problem when it comes to prolapse and stuff. So, chondros, I found that, for me, I have to replace their water, you know, say, maybe three times a week. Whereas with carpets, you can even get away with one time a week. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, I found that IJs are probably a little more sensitive when it comes to that, and it it's probably has to do with where they're from. But for the most part, dude, they're, I mean, I'm not saying that you can neglect them by any stretch of the means. No. But, you know, uh, but they're I, a little I'm bit more just that. They're a little more hardy and forgiving of keeper yeah. error type of thing, whereas a chondro is not. And uh, yeah, you know, I've only learned that from keeping. You know what I mean? And so having issues, yeah. So right. I mean, you and I had that conversation a couple of weeks ago about you know our 
lack of chondro bug. But um, it, <laughs> it, putting it delicately, uh, it, it's just a have to react certain ways to certain others. I mean, right now, I have my pine snakes on the bottom of a 32-quart rack, and the 32-quart rack I have them in, the heat tape doesn't actually go all the way down to the floor. It stops in the last two bins because I didn't measure properly. And I've been meaning to get more right. heat tape, but I've never had any need for those two bins. Those pine snakes are fine. They eat, they poop, they do their thing, and it's fine. I would never put a python down there because you're like, I'm like, oh, bottom bins with no heat, they'll be fine. No, no, they won't. Not at all. So it's just how it seems to work out. And, you know, you, you know how everything goes and you know which ones can take different things and who you got to check on. I mean, there was, uh, what was it, uh, the, the episode where I missed because I was sick. You know, I had to go and haul my sick, dead person downstairs to clean because I had had a busy weekend, so I skipped on cleaning, and I couldn't miss it. Um, but it still only took, like, one day, and then I ignored them for the rest of the time I was sick. Uh, I went down and checked and put eyes on everybody, but nobody seemed too horrible. Uh, probably the one animal right. that needed the most attention of me being sick was the damn dog. So, you know... You're laying there yeah. trying to die. You're trying. You're trying. To, you're laying there trying to die on the sofa, and it's and the dog's nudging you, going, you know, I got to go out. So I mean, that's <laughs> that. So yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that was the kind of the thing that I kind of took from that whole thing. I think that you know maybe if people listen to people that have the experience of. Uh, and 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 I think to a certain extent we're all a little guilty of it, you know. Like, of course. Uh, but the whole idea that it's my way or no way is just it's just I don't know. I just don't like that well, mindset, and I'm just going to try to push myself away from people that have that mindset. <laughs> and and, and you you're know? and you're correct. And what I hate about it is that um, the people who constantly the people who are all about the naturalistic setups or you know. Uh, bugging people who didn't have them or complaining about having uh, animals in the bins and stuff like that. I mean, it's like it, it, it works, and animals will not breed or live if they're not at least having some basic needs met. So to go on and just start bashing people because you believe that the animals are unhappy. I mean, listen, uh, my dog is a very large dog. And if we were in a happy, just world, he would have acres and acres to run on and be a dog. But he's making it work in my house, in the backyard, and walking in the park. So, right. there you go. Animals, the yeah, snakes can do the same thing. You, and get I, him the, you get him the exercise that he needs in order to... And I just yeah. beat him constantly. I mean, I just... just Mass beatings with the dog, but anyway, the um, but what it, but what it, it, I mean, if I took your dachshunds on the same walk run that I do with zero, they'd probably die. So it's just the um, <laughs> be dragging them behind me as I'm finishing up. But it's uh, oh yeah, they're definitely not high strung <laughs> for sure. That's that's for sure. <laughs> I totally forgot what I was going to say. It's gone now. 
But no, I mean, actually, I <laughs> uh, I've had people come up to me at shows and ask me how I could keep the snakes in the containers that I had them in at shows. And I'm like, these aren't right. their actual cages. These are just the display cases. And they're like, well, it can't be happy in there. I'm like, why not? He's got the heat cable that keeps him nice and warm, and he's in a nice little confined place. The fact that he's not flicking his tongue at you tells me right now that he's sleeping. If he was pissed off and unhappy, he wouldn't fall asleep. If you're uncomfortable and really unhappy, can you take a nap? So it's kind of just how it goes. So um, I've had that. Pe- I've had people like that ask that perception and all that kind of stuff, and and people kind of think immediately. Uh, jump to a conclusion that just because there's a minimum, a minimal kind of a deal, that the animal is suffering for it. So, right. Ideally, right. would we all have giant ass enclosures? Sure, but good luck trying to clean that. We'd all be zoos. You'd only have like four animals. You're ridiculous. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and even then, yeah. in, in so. the case of the monitors. In the case of the monitors, you can spend hours setting up the cage. They will destroy it in an afternoon. So it's just like, okay, that was fun. It looked pretty for maybe 10 minutes. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's I think that's why people struggle with uh, diamond pythons. You know, if you're used to just keeping regular carpets, you know, diamond pythons, they're a little bit different. So you have They'll to make, make sure pay. that, you know, you – yeah. You take that into account, and they may go strong for a little while, but they're eventually gonna, you know, they're yeah, it's gonna, it's not gonna stop it. It's not gonna be stop that. Give me nervous. You know. Yeah, well, I think it's like with chondro. It's it's my my naive, uh, you know, idea of you know what I thought was, uh, you know, again, how can, how can they be different? Well, how can they be different? You know, I mean, the snakes are snakes. Yeah. Blah, 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 you know, and and I, I've been guilty of that, and I don't know. I guess when I saw that, I, that's kind of what I, what I took from that, and I was just kind of like, huh, maybe, maybe, maybe sometimes if you just take a step back and listen to people that actually have had the experience, you know, maybe uh, uh, you might learn a thing or two, you know, so. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> just, just, just some food for thought as far as that goes. Um, yeah, as far as me with breeding, man, you guys, you and Matt and uh, a couple other people that moved just made me so freaked out about. You nervous about it? Yeah. You know, just yeah. having so many issues and RIs and you know, egg binding and clutches not going the distance and slugs and all that. I just figured to me. I don't do this for a living and yeah, it's going to set some of my projects back. And I've talked about this on the show before, but I've seen this come up recently about people that have moved and Hey man, who's to say that they won't do it. I'm not saying that you can't do it. And I'm not saying that I would, you know, that somehow you're bad if you try it. I'm just saying that, you know, I'm just looking at what I have seen people in my area have problems with and to me I guess I'm going to just say hey I'm going to learn from you know their situations and and try to say is it worth it for me to have a have 
half-ass results in 2017 or wait the season out and get everything dialed in, kick ass in 2018. Yeah. And my animals are solid, you know, so who knows? Maybe, why, why, maybe why it the won't make a risk? difference. And maybe, yeah, maybe they would have bred and nothing, no, no harm, no foul, but I don't know. Mm. I've just always heard that from a long time ago. Long, long, long. I mean, we're going back like 2008 type of thing. I heard Anthony Caponetto talking about that when he moved and just what a shitty year he had bringing carpets and you know, uh, I just always, I always took that to heart, so, you know. I don't know. Yeah. So, if you've moved recently, my advice, or what I'm doing and what I would say to you if you asked me my opinion of what you should do is that, you know, I would sort of take the approach like you're sitting the season out obviously if you see an animal being follicles or you really i mean i guess if you've bred a lot you start to, to see these cues that sort of it's it's hard to say right i mean right you can't really put it into words but just from your the experience of doing it you just know okay i think this female's gonna go okay i think this look this male's cruising his tub so you know he, he must be ready to go. Uh, maybe I'll try him and see what happens. Who knows? You know what I mean? But Well, I mean, I and, and, and you make some sense where, you know, when I got my guys into, uh, when I when I brought all my guys in over here, I only got two females to breed, and they were the two females that had bred multiple years for me. So, and I mean, it right. was it was really... You know, it was really like the I, I had just kind of looked at them and realized that, you know, yeah, when when Trinity's getting ready to roll, this is how she sits, this is how she looks, um, and they both went to males that had been proven numerous amounts of times as well. All the other pairs that right. failed were females that I maybe got one clutch from, two clutches from, and they were boys that either had been unproven or maybe had only proven out one year. So it, it took another year to start getting the animals where, you know, the, 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 the younger males were locking up. The females that hadn't produced that much had, were locking up. So it's kind of like now that we're uh, here and it's like third year, I'm starting to get animals that were, you know, virgin females, virgin males. They're actually starting to roll too. So – I'm uh, kind of hoping that this third year is the charm. We're finally all cued into where we can start having projects that uh, are brand new and you know not the same animals reproducing every year after year. So, it, but if I had been smart about it, I probably would have just sat and did the exact same thing you're doing and paused because a lot of the other animals, aside from my large adults, some of them did get sick. So it's almost like right. the aggravation that I had to go through with all that stuff, it probably would have just been worth it just to not even drop the room, let everybody sit, chill, not breathe this year, and, you know, sit it out. So, Right. Yeah, I mean, I still have my animals from 20. So, I mean, yeah, you're a little bit different than me as far as you, you know, you're more involved in the show circuit type of deal. So I totally get why yeah. you want to. You know what I mean? You you miss a week, a month of or quarter, whatever it is, of Hamburg, and you know you could not be getting a table for for a while. Yeah, uh, yeah, you, you miss. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, know you, you, you miss. 
you miss one Hamburg show, you're also going to miss the next Hamburg show because you have to now go to that one and get your table back. So it's not like, oh, man, right. I missed this one, so I'm going to have to uh, – I'll, I'll, I'll be there next month. It's like if you miss uh, December, you're also going to miss February. Uh, and the way that kind of pans out is, you know – really kind of messed up but um it, it's yeah, kind of like yeah. the, you have to you have to be at your table no matter what like i've i've dragged myself there sick i've uh i've brought other people's animals to throw on the table and just pose them as mine i've had people sub my table and just tell her i was somewhere else and uh, all that other stuff so it, it it's it kind of goes down to that where uh you don't miss a hamburg show but um yeah, and I could see that where I kind of needed animals, but you know, now if I were to totally strike out on a season, I know enough people now that I could probably just ask a bunch of my friends who are breeders and be like, "Hey, could uh, I get you know six babies here, or ten babies here, or twelve babies here?" So I could keep my show tables if I had to for probably a season uh, while I got myself under control. So. Right, right, yeah. So yeah, and, and, I, and, I, and bad you know, again, it's no, no. It's you know, again, it's just that you know, it's just to show that there's there's just not a right way or a wrong way. It's just you know, what is your ultimate goal? And I think I think people should really think about that. And you know, ultimately for me, uh, that, that's that's the least of my worries when it comes to that type of deal. And that's that's. That's what works for me. So, you know, yeah. that's why I mean, I've you, chosen you said, to. You said it earlier. Sort of <laughs> well, I mean, you said it earlier. We, you, both you and I don't do this as our career. So Correct. missing, you know, m- missing out on a season, it, you know, it doesn't mean the house is going to get taken away. You know, it just means that, yeah, yeah I, right. lost my, I lost my show table. Shit. So, uh, right. You know that's just how it rolls. So there's not really need to be too much concern there. Yeah. So, so hopefully that answers that question that 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 people had, and uh, you know uh, they can uh, you know uh, take it as they will type of deal. So again, it's not it's not wrong, it's not right, but that's been my experience and you know some people hey man if you can do it and have success at it well more power to you man you know yeah it, good luck and you know hopefully everything works out for you so and maybe you should let us know your secret <laughs> you know what i mean what's the secret shit yeah don't keep it all quiet to yourself <laughs> so but uh no um I don't know if there's uh, – real quick before we get cut off, did you – I don't know if you saw this, but kind of saw this in passing yesterday. But um, apparently in Australia, the K brothers had produced this – did you see that crazy-looking zebra that they're calling a leopard zebra? Like it's kind of no. got a new gene mixed in with it? I may no, have, but I might have not looked at it close enough. That happens a lot. All right, I'm gonna, where you're like, did you I'm see that? And I go, no. And then you show me the picture, 
And I'm like, yes, I did. So, uh, yeah. I'm going to post it over in the chat. This is when it was younger, and this is what it looks like now. Um, And uh, they're calling it a leopard. Leopard zebra. I want to say it might have caramel in it, maybe. Caramel leopard zebra. So, yeah. Now, first initial thinking of this animal, uh, pattern is insanely busy, except for with the head, which is awesome. It's got this wicked stripe down the back, but it doesn't have the the there's there's no solid black. Like the black is there's like a yellow dot, or there's a dot inside every single black scale. So there is no solid black on the animal. Like if you took away, if you take that, took that animal and made it just yellow and black, it would be a killer zebra. But having no black on the animal except these, you know, uh, no solid black at least on the animal except maybe for its head, makes it a little freaky. So it's almost yeah. what you expect from a diamond, uh, from a from a hypersensitive like uh, like a a tuna or something like that. Like with yeah, I thought it kind of resembled crawfish. like a bread lie in there. You know what I mean? Like if yeah. you had uh yeah, here it is. It's called a caramel leopard zebra morph, but claiming that this is a new morph from what I can understand from what I've seen on the post, it's just something that the brothers first, produced. Right? And, uh, you know, uh, it had, uh, two, um, two animals that popped out that looked like this and they sort of, you know, they sort of said, oh, okay, well, what's, this might be something different. Who knows? You know, I think that, I think honestly, my opinion is, is that everybody in Australia that breeds carpets that, you know, has, has the different stock that's available to them more, a huge gene pool, I guess that they can pull from, um, I think that you're going to see more and more things like this that pop up as as people breed uh, more and more. Um, I think you're going to see these uh, different morphs pop up uh, from time to time. But um, I don't know. I, I, well, I, it's, I don't. It's, is it a different morph or is it an extension of the zebra? So what needs to happen now is obviously the breedings of this animal to try to determine the hereditary sure. or whatever we're going to call it of the gene and how it works and what's going on. If it can be produced, it, it, it could be kind of like an ocelot thing where it's a, a variation of a gene that is attached right now to a morph, like how ocelot was attached to jaguar and uh, all that stuff. So it, it could be that. I mean, it could be something. It, this thing could just have a bunch of normal zebra babies for the rest of its life, which would be killer. Sure. Um, it would be upsetting. But, yeah, so obviously right now we would love to see it prove out to something cool. No one's calling it anything new yet, but it has potential. And this is the kind of stuff yeah. you look for as a breeder. You know, when, when the eggs hatch, you look at the one that's weird. And you're like, you're, there's something <laughs> off about you. You, yeah. you can yeah. stay. Everybody else get out. So yeah. that's just how it works. Yeah, there's a reason why I like you. Yeah, there's a reason why I like you. And every once in a while – one of the ones you let go comes back around to bite you in the ass. You'd be like, God damn it, I should have kept you. So it, 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 yeah. it's just how it works. But 
if you're somebody like the you know the always, brothers who can have multiple holdbacks or like you and your craziness who holds back an entire clutch, you know, you can see how everybody yeah. progresses. So Yeah, I think yeah. um I think uh what I noticed with um some of the some of the guys like Jared Sharp, um uh, he produces these zebras and they just look way different than our zebras. They just have a yeah. a really cool look to them that um you know you don't really see here in the states, and I think that has to do probably with what the other animal is that they're that they're breeding it with, or or that there's something some kind of subtle trait that might be happening that you know tips out the uh, the zebra a little bit. You know what I mean? That kind of deal. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, different. And, you 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 know as well as I do that it depends on what you mix. You know, if you took an ugly ugly coastal and bred it to a to a jag, you're going to get ugly jags and ugly coastals. So in different parts of the world, different breedings of the same animals are going to look entirely different just because of what bloodlines yeah. are available, what has been mixed and what sure. hasn't been mixed. So that's just how Absolutely. it goes. Yeah. I just thought that was cool. I saw it in passing. It is you cool. Know, I haven't really been following Facebook all too much as far as uh, – I. Well, literally why, why was that, yeah well you were dying off. but i yeah literally took the two weeks that we had off um and i kind of i've been on pick the week okay. i've been on a very few other things i've just kind of been off doing my own thing so yeah yeah i i'm the same way it felt good man it felt good everybody should try it every once in a while you know it's just kind of unplug you know i i tell you what man it really it really lit the fire back for me again you know you know i mean you know of all people owen we do this every week you know what i mean it's yeah. kind of like you know there's there's some <laughs> weeks where we're like oh man Every I just want to like relax, and, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, um, yeah, I, I wanted to catch up on a TV show, or you know, I wanted yeah. to go into the snake room, or whatever, you know, whatever. Well, Play yeah. my guitar, you know. But when we were yeah. off, it was the uh, uh, what was it? Some some hockey game was on, and my dad's like, you know, because dad dad was over here, and he's like, "Are you going to go do your show?" I'm like, don't need to. We're off till you know after the first of the year. He's like, oh, well, I don't want you hanging around up here. I'm like, well, get this, get some money, let's get out of here. So you know, shut the hell up. So, oh, uh, good old Jim. So yeah, I would so. be, I would be. I, people would be disappointed if me if I didn't bring this up on the air, but um. One of the things about having Carpet Fest at my place is, is that my old man will be here and, you know, it will be like looking at Eric Burke in the future. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, <laughs> like, all right, okay. So I, I thought it would be very funny if some – I'm going to get this recording. I'm going to give my dad some of the apple pie and what's Jim's right. drink of choice? Rolling Rock. <laughs> Rolling Rock. He's a so simple, we're gonna get he's a simple Rolling creature. Rock. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. We'll get him some Rolling Rock, go. and I'm going to get some recordings with Tom Burke, <laughs> which is my dad, and Jim and from Morgantown. So we're going to have oh. we're gonna have to call my dad Tom from 
Morgan from Morgantown. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like looking at Eric and Owen in the future. <laughs> oh, God. I Dude, I'm not. telling you, oh. that video would be the best ever if we could somehow, uh. you know, like, here's Eric and Owen, and there they are at Carpet Fest, ready to do the Carpet Fest with the gavel and all, right. and, you know, like, you know, here we are, and you're like, hey, you fast forward. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know, and yeah, there exactly. I am, there like, drank too much type of deal and then like somehow fade that out and then fade in my dad and your dad doing it dude that would be awesome. there you go we're still doing this carpet fest oh god <laughs> can't believe we're still doing this shit yeah there you go I'm still Damn. Jesus Christ I've been longer with you than I've ever been with any woman ever I'm still no, stuck god. what the hell <laughs> Uh, uh, and, and and for everybody who was remiss that he wasn't at the holiday show, it turns out Jim did call into the holiday show, but he didn't push the button that would have alerted us that he was in the queue. So he listened to the show uh, for about an hour and then fell, and then fell asleep. So he was calling, he just didn't finish it. <laughs> so it was like he got halfway there and then quit. So. Um, he, he did say that he was sorry he missed it, but he said he'll be on at yeah. some other point. So, yeah, I will see him about it. He and I got to go on an appointment tomorrow, so I'll have plenty of time to talk to him in the car about it. So There you go. Oh, man, that'll be great. So, uh, yeah, that's something to look forward to at Carpet Fest for sure. Hopefully that will, will happen. So I don't know. Uh, I don't know if you got anything else, but if not, we'll just uh, wrap it I up. I got nothing. Let's wrap this up, and this will be the first episode of seventeen done, and then we'll have like what? I don't know how many more. <laughs> Fifty 40, something forever. Forty nine. <laughs> Forty nine. Forty nine. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Forty nine. So well, we're almost at episode three hundred. So that's pretty cool. Holy you know, we crap. get 300 under our boat. Yeah, this is 288. So, uh, okay. So, um, I got I got some a lot of a lot of things in the works as far as uh, you know guests coming on. You know, I I really wanted to do try to put together a monitor show. And I'll tell you why. I was watching. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't know if you watch uh, Herper's YouTube channel or whatever herpers tv or whatever it is with uh dave kaufman but um he went to visit um shame on me for not remembering his name uh, it was like the last video just look up herpers tv and he went to visit this yeah. uh this guy who's um who's who's worked with komodo dragons and he works oh. you know he he's both both a herpetologist but he also keeps monitors at home, but he focuses more on like the dwarf monitors and stuff. Pretty awesome. That was really cool. uh, What he's, he was working on. And um, I don't know. I I was really kind of like, wow, this is, this is really neat. And um, you know, he was, you know, I I hear a lot of times about, you know, how much, how much dirt you have to have that they like to burrow and dig. And I thought it would be cool to maybe talk about that. Um, I've been talking to uh Harlan Wall. I know uh he was uh he was an awesome guest back last year and um he's going to be coming on again at some point. I would love to have him come on and uh you know um talk about 
uh, Emerald Trebos at some point. I think that would be, uh, yeah. be an interesting show. But, um, you know, uh, other than that, uh, I got a, a couple other Carpy people that will be uh, coming on and joining us. But, yeah, a lot of cool stuff. Uh, and next week, we're going to be talking bread lie again uh, so we can nice. get our bread lie fixed. Um, Casey Cannon, he's going to be coming on and joining us. I, I don't think I've ever seen somebody except maybe Nick that is as uh, enthusiastic about bread lie uh, as Casey. Um, yeah. We're going to be talking about bloodlines and some of the different morphs. He's real, um, very well versed when it comes to uh, that kind of stuff and, uh, you know, getting that history out there. And he's done a lot of research in as far as, um, you know, that goes. Um he has uh not he hasn't bred them yet but um he has a lot of uh thoughts and ideas as far as uh you know uh ways that he's going to approach it so um i think that will be a cool show obviously at some yeah. point this month i'm not sure a date but we're going to have the fellows from australia uh, to come on and rub it in our face about their trip and their adventures. And I'm sure there was a hell of a lot of shenanigans that were going on with those guys. Uh, but uh, we'll be hearing all about that for sure. Um, just got to set the date. So um, that should be that should be a fun show. Uh, but, yeah, a lot of cool stuff uh, coming up. Um, so, like I said, next week, Casey, um, if you're into bread lie, uh, Centralian pythons. Um, it should be uh, be an awesome episode. I know that's uh, yeah. That's that's a uh, particularly me and you, Owen, is Morelia yeah, bread lie. Not enough love. <laughs> they are cool, cool snakes. So uh, and, and so they're so active even now. Like right now, I have them all in cool down, and I'll walk in there yeah. to like fill up a water bowl, and they'll still all three of them be up in front of the cage, going like, "You gonna feed us today?" And it's like, really. God damn it, it's like 60 degrees in here. So it's like, you know, that's they're, right. they're so cool. Love them. Well, I can say that if you're into bread lie and you're coming to Carpet Fest, there's going to be something that will be very interesting that people do, only very few of the inner circle know that I have what I have. So no. I'm just going to oh. put that little tidbit out there. No. And, okay. uh, <laughs> Owen you know. knows. Owen knows. Owen knows. So. Yeah, he's he's in the inner <laughs> circle. He knows. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. I got to get something. So. There. Yeah. So uh, we have that. Uh, as far as us, Murray Python Radio. Um, I I tweaked the website a little bit, and I'm working on it step by step. Um, uh, my next, I kind of. I don't know if it was the right thing to do or not, but I took all the scrubs out of the Morelia page because they're not Morelia anymore. So I updated all that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I still have the page at some point I might link it in there because it's, it still was cool as far as like localities and stuff like that. But for right now, it's just all what is considered Morelia. I, I'm assuming at some point that Condros and uh, rough scales will be yanked out of that group as well but for now there's in there so they're staying so uh uh the next phase is going to be working on that morph page and and tweaking that up and everything but uh you can check it out morelliapythonradio.com 
um, all our links as far as where you can get the show, how you can listen, all that jazz is all there for you uh, to check out. Uh, links to everything you could possibly want to know about carpet pythons or Morelia uh, is right there. Uh, so check it out. You can also listen to the show, Blog Talk Radio. Um, so it's basically Blog Talk Radio slash Morelia Python, blogtalkradio.com slash Morelia Python Radio. Um, you can follow us on iTunes, subscribe there. And now we're on Stitcher, like I said. So uh, I'll post those links all over on our Facebook page, which um, you can uh, like that page and follow all the uh, the news and updates and everything that we got going on. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at Morelia Pythons. If you have an email, question, comment, anything of the sort, send it to info at moreliapythonradio.com. Uh, you know, we will do our best to... Uh, get back in touch with you. If you have a question for a show, like uh, next week, if you have a bread lie question that you want us to, to hit on, be sure to uh, to throw it over there and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get it out there. Um, uh, like I said, Carpet Fest is June 3rd. It's the Northeast Carpet Fest. The original. The original chapter. Goddamn right. Uh, this, will yeah. be, this will be, what, our sixth year, right? I don't know. <laughs> we did yeah. two at Howard. Yeah, because we, we did, did three at Howard. Three, three at Howard. Two at yours. Two at my house. And now this one. This will be the sixth year. Yeah. 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 So, sixth year. Um, yeah. Uh, you can check it out at carpetfest.com. Uh, all the links. Uh, we have a Facebook page. And like I said, probably the best place to get all the current updates specific to the Northeast Carpet Fest is to want to join the group and uh, uh, you can find out what's what's going on there. Um, uh, what else? So we have that. Remember the rules of calendars. What's that? Yep. The rules of. I said remember the rules of Carpet Fest, kids. If you're coming, you have to bring something, be it food, drink, or uh, we'll go with plateware. So, yeah, you have to bring something, and if you're going to bring something, it has to be ready to eat. So if you got to cook it, you can cook it at Eric's house, but you have to do the cooking. So yeah. there you go, unless you cheat somebody in demanding the grill. So <laughs> I will. I do have a grill, so, we'll, you know, that, that will not be an issue and all that stuff. So um cool yeah that's the kind of updates that uh you know as it comes through uh you know just message send a message and, and we'll get it all squared away um i'm sure at some point probably before carpet fest we're going to have t-shirts we'll do a we'll do a booster and get uh yep get those t-shirts so that if you want to wear the shirt to the to the to the actual event you will be able to so we'll do that uh, yeah yes uh, calendars, uh, like I said, I still have some available. Um, if you are interested in purchasing one, it's $15 shipped in the U.S., outside of the U.S. Just contact me where you're sending it to, and uh, uh, we will uh, get you info on how much it will cost. Not too crazy in pricing, but, uh, you know, you're looking at, like I said, between 17 and $21, depending on where it's at. That has been my experience so far. So, um, they're going fast, so if you want one, don't hesitate. Get it over. Uh, PayPal, Burke Villa, B-U-R-K-E-P-H-I-L-A at gmail.com. 
um, and uh, I'll get it out to you. So um, we did have a couple people request ones to be signed. Uh, if, no. if that's something that you <laughs> care about, Owen's coming over this weekend, so uh. you better get it while we're all together because I can't ride back and forth. I guess we'll sign a bunch of them and we'll just, you know, have them. Oh, have my them. really? Um, all right. Yeah, why well, not? You I don't you know. Who knows? Why, why do you people listen to our voices? All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. What's wrong with you people? Um, so. And uh, for me, epmorelia.com, uh, you know, I've like uh, both Owen and I have said that I've kind of laid low over the over the holiday break, but, you know, we'll gear stuff up and get stuff going again over there. Uh, epmorelia.com is the website, uh, Facebook page, Twitter, Instagram, all epmorelia. If you have a question for me pertaining to anything that I'm doing, just send me at, at eric at epmorelia.com. Shipping windows closed, even though it is kind of we still get these little warm breaks, but for me, mm-hmm. I don't think it can't done, but I still do have animals available if you're interested in some, we could do payment plans and stuff and and get it get it all squared away some springtime and get it shipped out to you, so you know always think about that um so that's all I got. What you got Owen? Cool, what I got is you can go to rogue dash reptiles dot com Check out all the stuff we got happening at Rogue. Uh, all the animals that we currently have available are listed as our at our Snakes for Sale page. Uh, you can also go and check us out at Rogue Reptiles at Facebook.com. Get all the latest updates that we have going on there, as well as show dates, upcoming shows, upcoming pairs. Uh, I will be updating the breeding journal probably sometime this week. I kind of have it all on paper right now. So the digital journal is up. We have been seeing a lot of locks from a lot of pairings. So if there's a pair that you're interested in, and you want to get put on a wait list, let me know. That does not include the white lip list. If you are going to bug me about white lips, and <laughs> there's no sense that if they even will breed this year. So those are excluded from being on a list. You can't get on a list for them. Um, that's all I got. That's all we got for you guys Damn tonight. It. So what we will say <laughs> – shut up. What we will say is uh, <laughs> we'll see you all back here next week for some more Morelia Python radio. Good night.